Welcome to the Man Up University podcast. Once again, we appreciate you coming out and listening to us and supporting us in this way. Today we are going to continue on in the commands of Christ. Today's verse for us is Matthew 9, 37-38. Matthew 9, 37-38 says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. When we listen to that verse, who did Jesus tell his disciples to pray for? And in disciples, we do refer to not only the initial twelve, but also those who consider themselves followers of Jesus. If that's the case, so and we can consider ourselves disciples because we are following Jesus, what or who should we pray for? Well, he said to pray for the workers who spread the good news. The previous verse says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. These crowds are people from towns and villages that had heard Jesus preaching and seen his miraculous healing. They were excited, but a long way from being real followers and believers in Christ. Jesus referred to them as a field ripe for harvest and told his disciples to pray for workers to teach his message to those following him. Indeed, the next thing Jesus did in Matthew chapter 10 was to send out his 12 disciples to drive out evil spirits, to heal diseases and sicknesses, and preach the message that the kingdom of heaven was near. So what should we be doing about that? It would seem to be that the command for us would be to continue to intercede and and pray for those who are in the missionary field, those who are pastors, those who are leaders in the church, those who are volunteers, those who have any type of access to individuals to be able to share the good, the good news or share the gospel. So let's think about that for a moment. Who, who else does that encompass? Who else does that include? And what is his harvest field? Now, scholars and theologians can go on about where the harvest field is, but to simplify it in, for myself, to me, the harvest field is simply the radius that the Lord places around us. And I'm sure that you've noticed over time, and as you've walked in your Christian walk, that, that somehow, way, the Lord places individuals in your life that you don't really understand why they're there. You don't really make a connection with it immediately. But for some reason, there's a highlight on their life. For some, li- for some reason, there's a connection that just goes beyond understanding. 
I was speaking with a brother the other day, and he is a super close brother. We are spiritual twins, I guess you could say. And I asked him, I said, brother, do you realize that we have absolutely nothing in common except for our love for Jesus Christ? And that's pretty much all we need because he is 17 years older than me. We have absolutely nothing in common in terms of our normal desires and hobbies and, and all of those things like that. And yet God placed our lives together and he sewed us together like David and Jonathan. And that is pretty awesome because I wasn't expecting it, but I, be, I had been praying for it. That being said, that he united me with him to go on this into this harvest field of the people and, and the men that were then placed around myself and him. And that harvest field is given to us by God because we are all called out to be his workers. We are all called out to, to be working in his harvest field. Because he places these individuals, he prepares their hearts, he prepares their minds, and he plants the seeds in them. Where we just come in and we can either help plant the seed, or we can help sow, or we can help water, or we can reap. But we can't make it grow. That only comes from the Lord. Only the Lord can make it grow. It grows inside their hearts and inside their minds. But I say this because I, I just want to encourage everybody to pay attention to their own harvest field, to pay attention to their radius, to be aware of the individuals that are in our lives that the Lord has placed in there for a purpose and a reason. And we can't just overlook it and kind of I think that is the way a lot of us do it in the sense that oh that that verse applies to you know just missionaries that that's just for those who are called out to speak the truth and and spread the good news and but in all honesty we're all called to spread the good news not just those out in the mission field because in actuality we have our own mission field. We have our own location where we are going outside of our own comfort zone and we are evangelizing. We are shining lights and, and we are just doing lives with other brothers and sisters. And that's our mission field and that's our harvest field. And those people that God brings us on a daily basis opens it up, allows us to impact their lives in a way that they can want to come and know Christ more because of our walk, because of how we act, because of how we talk, because of some of the things that we say, because of what we do and who we are in Christ as we allow that to happen. So I'd like you to think about it right now. I'd like you to think about what areas in your life that are, that are available for you to make space for God's harvest field. Many of us, we get stuck in 
focusing on something else. We convince ourselves that we don't we're not evangelists, we're not pastors, we're not apostles, we're we're not teachers. But the actual honest truth is that at any moment in time because of he who lives within us, we can be asked to do any of those things. And because he who lives within us, who gives us all things, who we can do all things in his name, gives us the strength and the wisdom to be able to do those things. So at any moment, we can all be a pastor or be an apostle or be a teacher or be an evangelist. And we have to be sensitive to the spirit for when those moments are. We have to be sensitive to the spirit that when he prompts us or stirs in our heart that we should do something, we should do something. So think about those people that are in your life for a reason, that are non-believers. What could you do to help see them see their need in Christ? To help identify within them the brokenness, the, the void, the pain, the suffering, the, 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 the struggles that they go through. What can you do to help them? What, what has God placed in your heart to plant, to sow in your own harvest field? Think about the men and women that are surrounding you in your radius right now, those who do not believe. Think about them. If you care about them, if you love them, you would want them to know the good news. You would want them to at least have an option. And I hear this a lot, and I've seen this on posts and Instagram, and I've seen this on social media, Facebook, etc., where people are afraid of what other people think of them and their walk. And I tell you right now, Feeling that way and thinking that way will impede your spiritual growth. It will. Because we are supposed to not fear man. We fear God. If we don't have a healthy fear of God, our spiritual growth is not going to be where it is. And I use the word fear because it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And that's Proverbs 9.10. And the fear of the Lord that is recognized is, is more of a reverence and a, an awareness than an actual fear like, oh, he's going to kill me. Although he could, but we have to recognize and identify his character that he is a good, loving father. If we have a fear of man, that will impede our ability to do what we are called out to do. It would impede our ability to go work in the harvest field because we're too busy concerned about what they think of us. About what they are going to talk about us. How they are going to react to us. And if Jesus has been victorious over even death and the gates of hell and he gives us that victory 
over demons and spirits, and over the world, because it says in Romans that he has overcome the world. And his strength that lives in us makes us overcome the world. Then what are we afraid of? Why would we have fear to go and speak to that individual if that is what God is placing on your heart? If God is with us, who can be against us? Nobody. And that fear is just a product of a lie through deception. The enemy wants you to believe that if you go and say something to an individual, you will be more concerned about what they feel about you and think about you than what your God and Savior do think about you. And if ever there's a question where you have a misunderstanding of yourself, recognize how God sees you. He sees you as a son. He sees you with love and compassion. And he knows exactly what is best for you. And he knows exactly what he wants for you. So trust him. Trust in him when he places that upon your heart. To go and speak with an individual. To go and and just be around an individual because sometimes it doesn't mean that oh you have to go and walk with your bible and 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 quote verses although it can be possible it could be hey he put a, vo a, vo a verse in your heart to go and speak to them from that verse but sometimes it's not it's just a matter of you going and being around them being next to them maybe they just need to have somebody listen to them Maybe they just need to have somebody make them feel like they have value in and of themselves. And that's a way to plant a seed. Because you just going in over next to them and making them feel like they have value can completely change their perspective for the day. And it'll open their mind, it opens their hearts, and it makes their hearts more pliable. It'll remove that hardness. It'll soften it up a little bit. And maybe that's exactly what God is asking you to do in that moment. Maybe that is the case. So what other barriers are, are standing in your way of being able to spread the good news, spread the gospel? What are those barriers? Just fear? We know where fear comes from. Is it doubt? We also know where doubt comes from. What could possibly stop you from working in the harvest field that the Lord has provided for you? I, I cannot think of anything that is a valid reason because the Lord has equipped us with all the gifts and tools that we need to be able to go out and spread the gospel and spread his good news. And we don't have to do it in a mission field, but we can do it in his harvest field. And his harvest field is those who are directly in your radius that you can reach out and touch. You can reach out and impact in a positive way. And I just want to clarify. It doesn't mean you have to go out and try and close and, and pitch and sell Jesus because that's not necessary. Because when you do that, you're going to go out there, you're going to focus on a result. You're going to focus on an outcome. And that in and it of itself 
is not what God is asking you to do because he's the one who's going to be doing the growing. He's going to be the one that get, gets ready and gets that prepared for that soul to be plucked and placed in the kingdom of light with all the rest of us. But the focus should be shifted from what the result and from the outcome is to more of a result of just being obedient. Because the obedience is what the key is. Because not only is you going out speaking and, and talking and doing life with other individuals who are ripe for harvest, important for their seeds to be planted within them, but it is also important for your own personal spiritual growth. It is important for you to continue to develop that relationship with others in a way that God wants you to have a relationship with Him. For He has the ministry of reconciliation. That is what we're all about. We reconcile ourselves to the Father so we can bring others to the Father through that ministry of reconciliation. So we can pray for those in the harvest field. But in doing so, we should also be convicted to work in our own harvest field. Because we don't have to go to another country to be a part of that harvest. We can do it right here, right from our own homes, in our daily life, in our daily walk. So let's close this out in prayer and pray for those in the harvest field. And let us be reminded of ourselves being in our own harvest field. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love and compassion. Thank you for the opportunity to call ourselves your children. Thank you for putting a purpose and a plan in our lives unique, yet ultimately all the same. Thank you for the gifts that you've given us, the strengths that you've given us. Thank you for the spirit that you've poured out into us to guide us and lead us with your wisdom and with your compassion, Lord. Right now, I just want to lift up everybody listening. I want to encourage them, Father, to be able to go out into their own harvest field and be ready to do the work that you have called them out to do. Because each one of us have a work and a purpose and a plan to serve you and to glorify you in all that we do. And Father God, we just ask for that conviction on a daily basis to, to fan the flame in our hearts of that harvest field that is ready that is ready to be primed and, 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 and be plucked, to be reaped. Convict us of those things, Father, and fan that flame till it becomes a, a complete fire that it burns and consumes in our hearts. Remove all doubt, remove all fear that the enemy likes to place in our hearts because he doesn't want us to do the work that you have planned for us. He knows what could be possible with us being completely in surrender to you because your strength and your power and your will is in our hearts and we go out and we can accomplish everything and anything for we can do all things in Christ Jesus name 
So we ask for that heart of servitude, Father. We ask for that desire to go out and become intimately involved with the others in our radius that we have no relationship with you. We ask that you would grow that in our hearts and continue to grow that in our minds. We ask that you would prepare that harvest field for us, to lay down the soil and prepare it for us so that when we get there, we can do exactly what it is that you need us to do. If we need to till or sow or reap, whatever it is, Father, that you make our hearts ready and you convict us in preparation to be prepared for that. Father God, I ask that each individual right now have that spirit poured into them. That you will prepare them, that you will guide them, you will speak to them in that still small voice into their heart. And remind them right now of the individuals that are surrounding them, the individuals within that radius that could be impacted by the good news, that could be reconciled to you because you've placed that in their hearts. Father, pour that into their minds and remind them and convict them right now. Allow them to see the truth and the strength in their weakness that comes from you. Allow them to be bold and speak with authority that you've given to them. Allow them to not be afraid and to not have fear or do not doubt. Allow them to be able to walk and shine your light on a daily basis, Father God. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. We just really appreciate doing life with you. Thank you for coming out and listening to us. Thank you for being a part of our, our men's ministry. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or have any ideas or even prayer requests, you can always contact us at manupuniversity.org. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, we are at man underscore up underscore university. Uh, on Twitter, we're found at, at you man up you. And on Facebook, we are found at the man up university. So come on out and, and comment and share and like. We'd love to hear from you. Any kind of feedback would, would be great to hear. So remember, let's pray for those who spread the word and let's be the ones who helps spread the gospel. Have a blessed day.